Yo, John Fish here. You got another episode of John Fish Knows Nothing. And uh, it's kind of nice out here in San Jose right now because it's overcast, it's cooling down, it's not as humid as it has been. So it was a lovely day. It's good nap weather. It's been a while since I had good nap weather and I'm enjoying it. Uh, we had some fights. Did you guys watch the fights? I hope you watched the fights. There weren't a lot of fights this weekend. It was just the, the UFC, and I was only able to catch um, the, the main card, mostly, because I was, I was teaching and stuff. But, um, oh, excuse me. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice when there's limited amount of fights you have to watch, and I don't know, I feel like you get to pay more attention to them, or you remember more about them because they're not washed together with like 30 other fights and uh it's nice it's kind of like it's a little more intimate it's a little more intimate um but they're pretty good they weren't bad and then i've got my uh my program is is up in uh available on gumroad now you guys can check gumroad we'll talk about that a little later all right Right now, let's jump. Let's jump right into the fights. Uh, I did not, like I said, I did not see the early fights I was teaching, so the preliminary card I didn't see, which I'm not, I'm not real mad about because I don't recognize a single name uh, on on that undercard. I don't think, but it was what in France, I think they they fought somewhere else, and. Uh, Maybe they're using more local fighters for that. I did chime in around the... Uh, I caught the whole Vulcan Ozmir fight in the Bogdan Guskov. And boy, I was kind of excited for this. I turned the, I turned the TV on. I started listening to the previews. I started listening to them talking. And they were hyping up this Bogdan like crazy. They're saying a lot of nice things about him. And I was like, oh, it's exciting. New blood coming in to the UFC to the 205 pound light heavyweight. Like I'm I'm excited always to see new new blood coming into 205 and 185. Like something we needed. I guess there has been kind of new blood pumping through 205, but I don't know. I get excited about a new cast of characters there because it's kind of the same old guy's been getting beat up by John Jones for a while, and then they beat each other up for a little while. Now uh, let's get some new guys in. But they were talking to Guska up pretty big, pretty big, and they showed a few clips of his highlights. And I'm sorry, but, man, they kind of got me. <laughs> they got me. I listened to the announcers, and I thought this guy was going to be something crazy. But just the clips that they showed, his highlights, the actual highlights he showed. I was like, this guy doesn't look very technical. He, he was like a little bit loopy and not crisp and clean with his technique. It just didn't didn't look like somebody I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like when they showed like clips like Piera kickboxing, like you'd see like flashes of brilliance. Now with this guy, it didn't, and it didn't match. So there's incongruency, major incongruency with what they're saying about this guy and the actual skill set is going to be displayed just from watching that little, little 
10 second blurb of highlights because those are the highlights. Those are, so that was the most best stuff they could find to show you. And I was just like, mm, I don't know. And uh, I think my judgments were pretty good. That's pretty good. I got a pretty good uh, fight IQ. Because <laughs> Ozemir, man, I'm telling you, Ozemir has been growing on me. He's growing on me. Um, he's lost to some big, big, big names, but he's a workhorse, man. He really is. He's pretty good everywhere. He's a threat and um, to a lot of guys, even though he's like falling short a bunch, he's pretty solid. I, he's, he's turned me into kind of like a, a fan. I'm, I'm liking it. If I see Ozemir on on a card now i'm i'm looking forward to it you know uh, it's not you know for a minute there it was kind of like oh they're sending this guy to get beat up again it's like kind of when i was a kid watching pro wrestling and it was the 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 one guy they always send in to lose was going in again but he's been growing on me he's growing on me and i'm at that point why i'm a little excited to see what he's going to do because uh he's great he's one of the, one of the best gatekeepers He's a great gatekeeper right now. We should do a top 10 list. <laughs> you guys got a top 10 list of best gatekeepers right now? Or should we do best gatekeepers ever? Could be. Could be. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, Uzmir, like, it was it was a pretty fight. I like the fight uh, for both guys. Guskov, yeah, he's good. He's tough. But I'm just saying, I think – uh, Volkan is really good. I think he's really good. I think he's a lot better than I think a lot of us give him credit for. At least I know I and I've given him credit for just because he's lost to some really good guys. Um, but the fight was exciting. Uh, I like it when fights are a little bit of elements from everywhere, different bit of strategy from different angles. I don't like one dimensional fights. If I wanted to watch boxing, if I wanted to watch kickboxing, I would go and do that because when when they're just focused on boxing, they're just focused on kickboxing as a sport they're way better <laughs> they're way better the output and the skill it's on a higher level i don't know i'm sorry it's like to me watching um <clears throat> it's like k1 level professional kickboxing right that's like nba basketball and mma kickboxing is that's wnba sorry it's just what it is no slam dunks Oh, oh, dang. We got lots of uh, comments. Come on, man. Podcast Paul, what's up, Paul? How you doing with the super chat? He's saying stop by and show some love. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it, Paul. Paul's the man. You got to check out Paul's channel. Check out his shows. He's on like his fifth TikTok, I think. He's got uh, a lot of a lot of bannings. <laughs> I got to do a whole show just showing you guys all my uh, Instagram timeouts and everything. I screenshot everything they warned me about. Michael with a little segue question. Swing segue in a nice fight. Uh, Michael Gillette says, what did uh, he feel like? What did it feel like grappling Jake Shields in your fight? He was considered one of the best at your weight. And you dominate him. Me and Jake also trained a lot together. We also had uh, two grappling matches. I beat him on points once, and he submitted me once. So we've had three competitions together, and we trained a lot together because for a little bit, 
those guys were in like strike force and stuff and we were in UFC and so there was no issue with us just having to fight so we, we were training together and Jake is uh, incredibly tough on top once he gets on top he um, and his games expanded he's got a whole slew of leg lock and other stuff that he's been working on uh, in the you know five years since we fought but um, his top game was very predictable, but it didn't matter because he was so good at it that he could literally tell you what he was going to do before. But he he just got so used to doing the exact same thing over and over and over again, you know, um, same takedown, same pass, same same uh, side control, looking for mount or back, same set of submissions. But he's just drilled them so often and was so good at them. It's the whole Bruce Lee ten thousand kicks or one kick ten thousand times thing. He was so good at those things. It was very difficult to deal with. And there was a point where I actually got on bottom of him, I think like in the fourth round. It's the only round I lost that fight. Um, where I was battling hard to start getting up, and then I was just like, what are you doing? Like, time's short. I was like, stay in this position. He can't do any damage. He can't finish. Either the ref breaks you, stands you up, or, um, you know, yeah, you lose the round. But, like, he's got to finish you to win. So, um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna hold the glove here and I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna hang out. I'm gonna do what other guys do to me. <laughs> like, it's not illegal. It's what they do now. If you saw in those positions, they penalize the guy on top. So, I did it. And yeah, next round I got up, and then he wasn't able to get on top again. I was able to control position. I was able to shut down his butterflies and uh, all that stuff. He couldn't dive underneath for legs either. <clears throat> Jake's tough, man. Super tough. Yeah, I can agree. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it now. Like I can't say before, I was like, oh, excited about seeing Vulcan do do anything or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah, man, he's grown on me. He's grown on me. I kind of like him. He's tough. He's a tough guy. He's a fighter. He's a fighter's fighter. I think maybe he made some, uh, or his management made some bad career choices, putting him in the wrong fights at the wrong time. You know, because he's probably one of those type of guys that if he wouldn't have taken certain fights, he might have had a different trajectory towards fighting for titles. Just, I don't know. What do I know? Oh, enigmatic elephant. Bold statement. What do you guys think about this? Uh, Gate G got to be the best gatekeeper. Ooh, or Colby. Mm, it's a tie. Maybe they're on the list. Oh, that's a good one. Topher, that's a good one. He, he's kind of like, he's not, he's a different rung of the gatekeeper right now. Right? He's been a gatekeeper at the top rung where you had to beat him to get into the, the top guys to fight for the title. Now he's like uh gatekeeper for whether or not you belong in the UFC or not. <laughs> right? If you can't beat Clay, he, you got to go. You can't stay. You can't beat Clay. You can't stay. I'm going to do it uh, Muhammad Ali style. Dos Anjos at 155. That was a pretty good one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, my neck was not in a good spot. I mean, my neck's been kind of messed up since 2010, so 2011. So, 
all those fights were kind of messed up. Uh, my neck was worst. The worst was when I fought um, and won the WSOF title. That was when I had I had a bulging or two bulging discs at the time. I had to get a big shot like through my neck, and it really didn't do anything. So yeah, that was that sucked. Every time my head went back this direction, I get like hot flashes. No, not fun. Congo, you think Congo? Great gatekeeper. Maybe Russell Sun Eagle. What's your podcast? I do I do other shows. All right, let's get to the next next fight. All right, that was Odesmere and Guskov. Good fight. So and overall the whole the whole card I can't say was bad. I can't say it was disappointing from what I saw. Uh, yeah, four fights. Uh, four fights. Uh, you know, not bad. I think I think three out of four were pretty good. All right, we'll get to the other one. Uh, Benoit Saint Denis and Diego Moises. Uh, this was a great fight. These guys both threw hard. I like both guys. They both can can wrestle. Both got some jiu-jitsu. They they fought on multiple planes. Of the fighting, it wasn't just a boxing match. It wasn't just kickboxing. They they threw in some wrestling and some jujitsu. It was a it was a fight. It was great. I really like this fight. I like both these guys. Uh, unfortunately, only one guy could get the win, and it was uh, Benoit. Oh, ho, ho, ho. It's just too much pressure, man. Too much pressure. He threw everything with serious intention to hurt. A lot of lot of uh, nasty. Just a lot of nasty on everything. Was it was it an elbow? He landed he landed something big, like big elbow. We had a big cut on Moises, I remember. Um, and Moises fought hard. He fought back hard, but he was he was just. I think the pressure was just too much. He kept kind of backing up and uh, succumbing to that force over and over and over again. Waves crashing on the beach, man. Relentless. That's where that's the that's that's really that those are the type of fights. Those are like. Those are the ones I like. That's like that guy imposed his will on that guy and broke him. Right? That was as much of a mental break as a physical break. Combo, the double whammy. And those are uh, those are the best. Those are the best, I think. And Moises is, is a really tough fighter. You know, that was not an easy task to do that. I like this guy, this lightweight. Benoit, let's see. Let's see who's next. What's next for Benoit? Well, shoot me a shoot me a message or hit the uh, um whatever. Send shoot the DMs in Instagrams or the the Facebooks. I'm around. Man, yeah. So. Uh, Michael is saying, uh, was Rusmar Polaris fighting dirty in your fight besides that submission at the end? When Jake fought him, Shield said Polaris was poking him in the eyes. He he wasn't able really to touch me. He threw a couple calf kicks, but after like after the second one, I, I put my weight down on it and checked it, and he's like 
that hurt and he and he wasn't going to throw those anymore but i was landing some jabs and stuff outside so like he didn't do anything to me until he shot that single leg and i first mistake was i i went for the choke i went for the neck instead of defending the single leg always defend the takedown first always defend the takedown first before you try to score and i didn't do it that was the first mistake that put me in not a great position second second mistake was um I didn't grapple much at all that whole camp. <laughs> that was not not a good camp. A lot of bad decisions. Danny Arnold, what's going on? What's going on, man? Having a good night. Me and the old lady bought a little mini keg of beer at um, Sprouts. Not Sprouts, Costco. They had a Costco. And uh, she just thought it was a cute container. She's like, oh, look at the little keg. And I was like, yeah, it's got beer in it. <laughs> she got excited. So uh, we're having that today. It's lovely. Very lovely. What are you guys drinking tonight? Hmm. All right. So Benoit Sandani was uh, very impressive in that fight. Then we get into the, the girls. Rose Namajunas, Nama, Namajunas, Rose Namajunas, and Manan Firo, Firo, or I'm not sure. I think Manan Firo. But yeah, that fight, I don't know. Uh, Rose busts her finger in the first round. All right, she busts her finger in the first round. I'm going to share it because. It's pretty nasty and gnarly. You guys seeing that? Yeah, that's the that's the that's the that's the knuckle of love right there. That it's not supposed to go in that direction. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know what it looked like before. But over here, it looks like it's kind of straight and going in. That's not normal. I don't know. If that's just dislocated or broke. I wonder what the X-ray looks like. Yeah. But this is, uh, man. <clears throat> so, I, yeah, she was moving up. She looked way undersized against this chick. This girl looked like a tank. Uh, everything Rose hit her with, it seemed like she just didn't even move. It was like hitting a statue. And the girl kept coming forward. The girl's pretty explosive and athletic. Um, I don't know. I, uh, this was, it wasn't a good, through the whole fight, I didn't think it looked good. Even before the finger thing happened. Why did they let her fight? Why did they let her keep fighting? Why did they encourage her to keep fighting? What's the point? She was she was not doing she was not looking that great in the first round before it happened. And then her not, finger looks like this. What what's the chances that she creates a bigger problem with that injury than it should be, and then misses out on fighting opportunities down in the future? You know, like. Is she gonna win the fight? Is she is she a pride thing? I know I know we get conned into this idea. It's like, oh, we're we're tough and we're gonna fight no matter what. You're a business person. You gotta think about your life and your career. Nobody's gonna take care of your ass. So you're, you you break your hand in the first round and you tough it out the the rest of the four rounds, get beat up your hands jacked and you're not going to be able to fight very well ever again. Your career falls off. No one's taking care of you. There's no fund for you. 
there's no there's no uh, great fighter fund award because you damaged yourself so severely in a fight. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, so it, it seemed like it wasn't the greatest matchup. She wasn't having the greatest time with her. I, I mean, I understand. If you're, like, winning the fight and, like, you're in the fight, I I don't know. She she tried to lunge for the legs a few times. It took some really awful-looking takedowns. And, like, how you're not grabbing a leg with that finger. It's not happening. I mean, you might, that hand is pretty much useless. It's going to be hard to make a fist and even punch with it, I would think. So, like, grabbing and grabbing ankles and wrestling is not going to be um, easy. <laughs> I saw so that's one of the things. It's like, because I fought her once against Johnny Hendricks, and that was like not a good camp. I didn't really get a good camp in at all. So, it was completely unprepared. And then I was sick. The day of the Danny Maya fight, both of those fights, it would have been better off for my career to not have gone through with them, not taken them. I definitely know that. So I'm thinking, I don't know, like, am I? Is it? Is it? Am I out of line thinking that it was dumb for her to keep going? I think it's kind of stupid that her corner didn't reason with her and be like, hey, you know what? Like, we don't need this. We don't need this right now. Your, your hand's jacked. It's a broken bone. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's a broken bone. You know? Because quite honestly, if she, if she like, says, you know what? My hand's broken. First, first round. People are upset. It's not cool. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she loses her, her win bonus anyways. But, like, does anybody really care? Rather than, like, this, more people are going to remember the decision loss than, oh, she got hurt and had to stop. You know, she had a freak finger break accident and had to stop. So, I don't know. Like, where's the win? Where's the win? Other than for the promoter. Other than for the promoter, because the promoter gets to fill that five time slot he gets to sell that ad space for longer. And then he gets to sell your story of, you know, you breaking your hand and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because he's not going to have to pay to fix it. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the uh, the uh, short term they take care of. But any long term effects will not be their responsibility. You're not wrong, Danny. Says, the thing that makes my fingers hurt. Yes. Um, Michael saying, do you believe in PFL business model of season of MMA? Can they actually last long-term? Uh, no, I don't believe in a promoter controlling long-term exclusive contracts and controlling a title. They have to get rid of one or the other. If they want to do the yearly tournament. Cool. But they can't, 
contract these guys long term. They can only contract them for a season. And then if they, they win the season and they win that belt, they can go and right off and go to the highest bidder after that. That would be the only way that I would see that as remotely sports-related sports as a system. There's going to have to be a lot of monster changes in the industry with this lawsuit. Everybody's business is going to have to change because they're all copying on some level or degree UFC's business model. It's all a pro wrestling based business model. <clears throat> uh, Topher saying the if PFL abandons the season tournament model, they're just like any other MMA org. The tourney makes them special. Well, that's just it. Um, they have to create a gimmick in order to have any type of competition with the UFC because the UFC's monopoly. The UFC's monopoly gets broken up. The PFL will be able to compete for the top athletes like everyone else. They'll be able to uh, promote the athletes who are fighting for the top belts. Or we're going to have to adopt a model where promoters, promoters are going to have to make a choice. They're either going to have to switch to like one-year contracts or they're going to have to shift to a independent ranking and title model like boxing. Those are the options. That's what they're going to have to do. That's it. <laughs> there, there's no other way. That's the way. That is the only legal way to make this work. <clears throat> 